Hello, listeners. Philo is going to join us in a minute, but I thought that I would start us off tonight because my man's got to be a little bit sore. He decided to get back in the gym. Today was day number one, and we have a ton of show to get to today. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get to the show. Welcome to To The Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, the original and longest-running podcast, Southern Miss podcast in the market, recording this on August the 28th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only, the sore, Patrick Lowry. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was working out when I was younger, it was always like, oh, you're sore the next day. That changes once you get over 35. Are, are you already sore? Yeah, I'm feeling it. Not, not bad, great. not in a bad way, but like in a, that, that's it because it's today. good kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I think, plus, I think I, I went a little harder than I probably should have on day one. <laughs> like I'm trying to make up for lost time. Um, but I got humbled pretty quickly. But yeah. Yeah, it felt good. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Well, keep it up and, you know, and we'll track this thing, right? You're picking a horrible time to do it because it's like (laughs) the beginning of football season. You got like Thanksgiving coming up and all the holidays. It's going to get cold. You're going to stay inside. So God bless you. All the uh, non-healthy tailgating food, you know. Yes. Right. It's going to be a lot of uh, going to be showing up with like some quiche. (laughs) (laughs) I do love a good quiche. Anyway. Um. So uh, let's get to the rest of this thing. Uh, today's episode, we're sponsored again, um, 4th Street yeah, Re-Up, so uh, brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, Hattiesburg's premier neighborhood sports bar. Uh, not only do they have the famous homestyle plate lunches Monday through Friday, but they also have weekly drink specials. Make 4th Street Bar and Grill your go-to spot for all Southern Miss games, home and away. 4th Street Bar and Grill, we install and service hangovers. Yes, they do. Man, that catfish on Friday <laughs> was awesome. Oh yeah, catfish, it was like, so catfish good. Is legit. It was it was better than normal on Friday. It was, I think. It was it's really always good, good, but it was better than normal. So what happened since the last time we recorded? Well, Coach Will Hall named a starting quarterback. Sutter Miss began preparation for Allcorn Holder of the Year campaign began for one of our favorite guys, Jake Lang. Uh, women's soccer and volleyball got going. Um, on a sad note, the great Bob Barker passed away. Definitely a bummer. He oh, got the Barker's bummer. beauties. He got the spinning of the big wheel, the putting game, which I know you probably loved. Um, Absolutely. Have your pet spayed or neutered. How many times we heard that when we were skipping school back in the day? Dude made sick days legendary. It was yeah, just something yeah. you look forward to. Not Southern Miss related at all, but it's Bob freaking Barker, man. So we had to throw him in there. Uh, the two de- the two deep depth chart was released. Um for the upcoming game versus Alcorn this weekend. And our guy, Jason Brownlee, made the 53-man roster for the New York Jets. Yeah, he did. Oh, and probably the most important thing, it rained. Yeah. It did rained. you get some this afternoon? It was yes. awesome. I think A it lot. might still be sprinkling out there. Yeah. It's like, and live update, it's like 72 degrees outside. Yeah. For like the first time in 
six months it feels yeah, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about to like open up the windows and turn off the ac all night but you know. no but it's a nice change of pace hit us real quick with our t-shirt update pila yeah so uh like we said last week we do have nine shirts out there there could be one more that hits before uh this week uh which it will probably be too late for game one but you could probably get it definitely get it for that two-lane game back at home or if you're traveling to florida state uh, go check it out on bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk. And again, those top nine shirts, they're all kind of in like release order are all football related. So go check that out. Very good. Uh, before we get to our guests, we'll update the poll results from last week. The poll question was in general, what's more important to win a football game? Uh, the options were pass rush, head coach, quarterback, or other. And on other, we asked you to write in a comment on what yeah. you're talking about. Quarterback led the way. I mean, everybody could probably see that happening. I thought the pass rush would probably get a, a little bit higher percentage, but um, quarterback took it uh, took the, took the cake there with 63% of the vote. Um, head coach in second place with 19% of the vote, and pass rush and other both came in at 9% of the vote. Now, some of the people that chimed in, I uh, I wrote those down. With their other votes, uh, at Dan C. Williams said that points was the most important thing. Yeah, we get it, Dan. Thank you so much. You know, it's nice, nice to chime in with with points. Um, that'll Dan's never a be a part of Dan's any of these polls, ball. buddy. But yeah, points is always the answer. If you're you know <laughs> outside of points, yeah. Um, but there's lots of love for the O line, obviously. Uh, at Jamie Kessler, uh, Jeremy Burke, Derek M. Uh, at Jamie Wiles ten all chimed in with love for the offensive line. Yep. Deshaun Walker, Tommy Prather said lines on both sides of the ball was where it was at. The doll actually quoted him. It's saying the trenches on both sides. Our good friend Tyler Cochran from the ticket office. Yeah. That pass rush only having 9% of the vote is shocking. Not saying it should be leading, but it's absolutely vital. So those are just a few of the interactions that we had on Twitter. Thank you for participating in the poll. And everybody go see Tyler for all of your Southern Miss ticket needs. Let's get to our guest. We've Let's had him sitting it. there just twiddling his thumbs for quite a while now. <laughs> so, um, so this, this this guy is one of the more knowledgeable Southern Miss insiders in the business. Uh, he's well-written, well-spoken, easy to sit next to at the bar, and always a smile on his face. He's been in 24-7 sports for quite some time now. He'll probably tell you more about that. He's a recruiting expert, an avid backpack wearer, and Golden Eagle Fortune Teller. You can follow him on Twitter at Dyer2467. Welcome to the show, Glenn Dyer. Guys, thanks for having me. Welcome, Glenn. Always see you with that backpack on. It's my life, man. It's my man purse. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so so how are things, man? You you still uh still living in Midtown? Um Yes, forever and ever. We we've been in this house since 1975, I believe. And so I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, I hope. Nice. Well, I've been here for, well, heck, I guess the other house and this house, uh, I guess we're running on 12 years. We've been in the neighborhood, years. so good to have you, man. So, so tell me about this heat out at practice. Have you, have you been surviving? Have you been getting it through the heat? Just finding a pocket of shade somewhere? I was just trying to decide if I was getting old and weak, but I've asked everybody around the coaches, the players, and there's a consensus that this is the hottest camp the coaches and the players have ever been through. So I, I feel a little vindicated. So it, it's been pretty brutal. No doubt. Um, 
And so we mentioned it, but I mean, you're kind of boots on the ground. You've observed uh, several different styles, coaching staffs, player personnel, et cetera. Um, what's the difference in your opinion on, and, and kind of from kind of how it's been in the past and to how it is now under coach Will Hall and this new staff? Well, for starters with Will, they got, they set up their, they set up their system. It's a kind of a, kind of a play on the NFL with a, a GM with Reed Stringer. He kind of runs the program from inside while Will's, you know, the face of the program. Then you have a director of player personnel, Joe Marino, who's also in charge of recruiting. He's kind of a, an up and coming young, young star in the recruiting mm-hmm. game. And then they have a, a director of football operations. And through there, those guys handle, you know, the day-to-day academics and all those things. So, number one, they have a good system set up. And then Will went about, you know, setting up his culture, which to me, when he got here, the, the culture was gone. It was – it was that rock that locker room was rough. So, it probably took him a good year to set that up and, um, and you know, instill the non-negotiables, and they are non-negotiable. He talks about when kids come here, they're not going to become the kid. The kid's going to become us, and that's for everybody hmm. there, and they instill that. And the, the kids trust the coaches. They respect the coaches, and, I mean, the kids are happy. You know, proof in the pudding, one of our greatest recruiting assets is – when recruits come to our campus and spend probably the majority of their time on their own campus with our players, it's an asset. Our players sell our program and they don't have to sell it. They like, they genuinely like being here, especially some of the guys who came from SEC programs where things weren't so great. And they got here and realized what it's like to be taken care of. And, um, you know, somebody paying attention to you and caring about your academics and your life, as well as what you do on the football field makes a yeah. difference in quality of life. No, interesting. Very, 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 very cool. I can definitely, I can definitely speak to somebody uh, caring about their academics as uh, my wife has a hand in that. So she's responsible for the defensive side of football, but uh, yeah, we, uh, she definitely pours everything she's got into those guys. So it definitely makes a difference. Um, She's heard a lot of, a lot of them say, man, I've never had anybody say something like, you know, care about me like this or, you know, call or check in. That makes a big difference, you know, for, psyche and uh, I thought hopefully that translates out on the field yeah I mean and to that Patrick um I think the last semester I heard they had one of their highest GPAs in the last maybe decade I mean correct I mean when Will walked on campus he walked into having 62 scholarship players available out of 85 allowed and 27 of them were on academic pro you know in, exactly in, yeah in a lot so, of ineligible. I'm, yep. I'm really not sure he knew what he was getting himself into when he walked into Hattiesburg. <laughs> hey, Glenn, what are your thoughts on the DOB, Dan O'Brien, and, and with the departure of Austin Armstrong? We, we've heard a lot. I mean, anybody who's who's listened to any of your uh, uh, little little tidbits uh, with Coach Hall after practice, or or the other podcast out there, you know we've heard the answers, but it's like, what are your thoughts? You, you're, you watch it every day. Um, is there a lot of differences we're going to see out there? Um, what's, how's the defense been looking? The defense has looked good, but we'll get to this later, but it's, it's the offense I've been most impressed with. I already know we have a good defense, but our offense's ability to move the football and to convert, Mostly the biggest thing for me is to be able to convert on third downs. That's mm-hmm. huge. But back to Dan O'Brien, um, obviously he and uh, Austin are 
two different kind of mentalities. Austin's a little, well, a lot more vocal. And uh, Dan's more cerebral. He has a, I mean, he's, he was born into the game with his father, you know, mm-hmm. being in the business. Um, spent time with, with Saban, Belichick, uh, Dan Lanning, Kirby Smart. I mean, some of the best in the business. Dan is extremely cerebral. Um, a tremendous young mind on the defensive side of the football. I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Now, some of the stuff is different. I mean, him and he and Austin kind of came from maybe the the same sort of setup, but it's kind of a variation on the theme in that they they broke off from from different trees. Like Austin came from like the the uh, the Ron Roberts, Dave Aranda, Pete Golding, Patrick Tony, who was at ULL with Austin and then went to Florida and I think he's now with Arizona. So uh, Napier felt good about bringing Austin in there because he was going to run the exact same scheme with the exact same verbiage. And uh, on um, Coach O'Brien's side, he came more of straight off the Saban tree where you have Kirby Smart, uh, Derek Ainsley, who's the DC now with the Chargers, um, Dan Lanning, who's the head coach at Oregon, Glenn Schumann, who's the DC now at Georgia. So there's a little break in there. I'd say maybe, maybe, Austin's was a little more of a gambling style, pressure style with, you know, maybe, you know, if you don't get home, you know, risk and reward kind of thing. If you don't get home, you may pay the penalty on the back end. We -hmm. had a a ton of negative, great negative plays with sacks and things of that nature. But we also gave up, you know, we gave up more big plays than maybe we would like to see. I think Dan's going to be a little more personnel oriented, matching, matching downs and personnel. He's still going to pressure, no doubt. You know, the pressures are still there with those schemes. But I think he's going to be a little more set on, you know, not giving up the big plays, not risking as much as he has to, you know, with that back end, you know, at risk. Awesome. <clears throat> we had uh, Coach Joseph, Jordy Joseph, on uh, last week, and we were obviously talking quarterbacks. So what's your assessment of Coach Joseph and Coach Hall kind of working together? Has it? taking anything off of Coach Hall as far as practice and game prep? Yeah, I think, I mean, in the spring when he when uh, Coach Hall announced it, I think, I think that was just a tremendous move for the offense. I mean, you have plenty of coaches today who are the head coach and the OC. Like, um, got a, you know, golly, who am I thinking of? Coach at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the head coach and his OC. Um, Napier at Florida, same mm-hmm. thing. But you didn't see many. It was head coach, OC, and quarterbacks coach. That's that's a lot. And I think I think Coach Hall felt like with all these new quarterbacks coming in, um, that he wanted to have somebody that could spend you know spend some more quality time with him. You know, the quarterback coach. I mean, they're going to be spending time with him off the field, on the field, in the film room, and then having that time to to develop those guys and still run your football program and be the OC, that's that was a big ask. And right. um, you know, quarterback coach is, is Coach Hall's baby. So he obviously trusts Jordy Joseph, you know, enormously with his responsibility. Jordy's been with him five years. Jordy's play, played the position. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. So you can relate to those guys, you know, even if it's just anecdotally. Um Jordy's obviously, I think Jordy's one of the young stars in the business coming up. This is a pipeline job for him because this position, quarterbacks coach, the next step for him is probably OC somewhere mm-hmm. or maybe here one day. We'll see. But it's a good, it's a good opportunity for Jordy. And the thing that comes off of Jordy is he's, he's just so smart. I mean, he's got a finance degree from Tulane. 
And while I was there playing football and coaching, he managed to pick up two uh, master's degrees at Tulane while he was doing that too. So he's obviously pretty sharp. That's yeah, not a bad I, idea as a head coach, you know, you can just surround yourself by super duper smart dudes. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it didn't take long last week. I haven't spent a lot of time. I mean, he's, he's come out to the roost a few times, but I haven't had long conversations with him. And it did not take uh, very long for me to realize, man, that this, this is, this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, and it's, it's apparent out there that he's got a tremendous rapport with all these quarterbacks and he's not just, developing one he's developing multiple quarterbacks for for now and the future so it's, right it's, it's a great move and you know what gives will now at practice he's he's all over the field he's going to different he's spending time on the defensive side of the ball special teams he's just kind of making the laps and that's something he really couldn't do as a quarterbacks coach i think it's giving him ability to kind of step back and get some perspective with his quarterbacks and, and his offense you know kind of looking at it from a distance so i think it was a, a great move for all involved I think it'll pay some dividends this year. Right. Speaking of of quarterbacks, obviously we we all know that Billy Wallace was named the starter. Is is this how you saw it shaking out? Well, we were in the spring. The battle started. It was neck and neck, and then um, Billy um, pulled an oblique muscle Ooh, on the right, right side, which totally takes away your ability to torque torque a football and gets you know get some RPMs on it. And he kind of fought through that and struggled through that. And I, and it looked, you know, at the time maybe that, that Holman was the guy. But Billy's come through, you know, this camp and he's been – I don't I can't recall him having a bad day. And, you know, for that matter, Holman's had, had some great days too. People were asking me, you know, what's the biggest difference? And I said, well, these two guys, it's accuracy. They just don't have big misses. They, they always miss small. They're, you know, and that's protected the football and our completion percentage should, you know, be up a good bit, I think. The last two years, this offense has been around 54.7, which is the lowest in the Sun Belt, you know, and passing our passing the Sun Belt, our passing offense is 11th. So, you know, obviously we've had our struggles here and Will Hall still managed to win in the face of it. But, you know, as the uh, the camp went on, you know, Billy just kept, you know, stacking up days on, you know, days after days after days. And probably with about 10 days left, I kind of had a feeling, you know, he had edged Holman, didn't blow him off the field by any means, but just was more efficient. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to have, or it's not a bad thing to have, you know, several good quarterbacks. They're, you know, good players, right? Um, I mean, it's one thing for it to be uh, like if, if Billy just would have totally blown him away, you'd been like, well, great. But what are we going to do in a situation? I mean, the last couple of years, we've, we've needed several quarterbacks. So um, let's not so, go there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so it's not a bad thing having more than one guy back there. But let's get into some of the defensive side of it. Let's let's talk linebackers for a second. You got Swayze back. You got Maples back. <clears throat> Hobbes is gone, obviously, but looks like we're still okay there, right? As long as something just crazy doesn't happen. Yeah, I think we're good there. We have obviously have some experience, some older older guys, some veterans. Got a newcomer coming in. I think it's going to help. Um, I'm not going to say we're we're crazy deep there. Um, we're too deep at the middle linebacker and too deep at the weak side linebacker. So we have our four guys. We have gone through seasons with two to one and a half guys just taped up and trying to get through it. Sandra Latham played last year, beat to pieces. He mm-hmm. would he didn't practice during the week. He just got ready to play on Saturday. He couldn't even get through the week of practice. He was so beat up, but he gutted it out during the season. But 
you're going to have um, Hayes back at the middle linebacker. He's uh, he's the he's the talking head out there. He'll be setting everybody up and running it. He knows the he knows the defense like the back of his hand. It's good to have him back. And you know, man, what this guy's been through and how tough he, t- tough is he to to go through two knee re- knee rehabs on the same knee. So mm. behind him is going to be Jalen Sims. He uh, uh, it's out of Alabama, and I think when Will was at Memphis, he recruited him to Memphis. He leaves Memphis and uh, ends up going to um, Colin. And then, you know, once he graduated there, Will had a connection with him and has brought him in here. He's about 6'2", about 220, can really run, maybe probably the best athlete of the, of the group. I don't know if he's pretty athletic too, but um, <laughs> he's just gotten better and better and better as he's learned the defense. I think he's going to be a, a real nice compliment to Hayes in the middle. And, of course, we have the, the elder statesman, Swayze Bozen, at the weak side. Um, it's good to see him healthy again. And behind him will be another old hat, and it's uh, TQ Newsom. So TQ has the ability to play both middle and weak. So that's a good setup there. We just need – we don't need to lose anybody there. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and moving back backwards to the secondary, I mean, it obviously was a question mark to a lot of people with with the you know the guys that kind of exited. Um, so – you know, think looking at the practices you've been to and and um it looks like we had a lot of athletic guys back there. What what are your thoughts on the secondary headed into the season and and lots to replace? Obviously, um Malik Shorts and Eric Scott are obviously two big names to replace, but what what are your thoughts on the secondary? I think that's there are not many positions here at Southern Miss right now that are, that have an open competition day in and day out. At corner, I think that's still going on. And that's, you know, that's a good thing. It may be a bad thing. I mean, the guys we had there before with Natron and, and Eric, those guys were three-year starters. I mean, and they developed and got better and better and better, played themselves into, a, you know, the NFL roster. So definitely big shoes to fill. But um, got a guy in Michael Carraway coming back who's battling with the Ole Miss uh, transfer MJ Daniels at that uh, boundary corner spot. Who's, you know, a 6'3 guy, 6'2 guy. Those are two big physical corners that, have all the athletic ability in the world. They just need reps. It's, we all know the problem is when you make a mistake at that position, everybody in the stadium knows it happened. Mm, so right. there may be some growing pains there, but there's athletic ability there. You know, you don't learn to get on the field and do it. You know, you learn through you making mistakes. And I think those guys are, you know, more than capable of, you know, locking that position down. It's nobody's won that really won that position yet. I think when they gave the depth chart today, I think MJ maybe got the nod but I could see those guys splitting reps. And then over on the field side, you've got uh, another Colin kid, uh, Quez McNeil, who looks like he's going to get the start Saturday and uh, over uh, Brendan Tolles, who's been here a couple of years. So, I mean, that tells you something. Yeah, there. Good player. Brendan's been in, the, been in the weeds out there, you know, and played plenty of snaps. So we have four very capable guys that they just need to become playmakers, you know, and that you, you get that through reps. So, at the corner, that's where that's at. Um, at the free safety and the weak safety, I feel good. I don't know that we're going to, you know, nothing against Malik Shorts. He's a great player. But I think this guy we got from Mississippi State, from George County, um, Lawrence, has come mm-hmm. in. He's 6'3", and he's 210 pounds. And next to our other safety, Stanley, he's 6'2", 215. That's probably the biggest tandem in G5. I mean, they can run. They can cover. They can drop and cover their quarters. They can come down into the box and knock people's heads off. Um, Lawrence is a legit high four four guy at that size. Um, behind them, 
that's kind of developmental. We got the Elijah Sabatini from Ole Miss and Biloxi High School who's in here, and he's had a really good camp. He's, he's coming on. He's going to be backing up one of those guys. And then um, a big signee from last year, Cam Knox, is uh, from uh, New Albany, is, uh, you know, highly, highly touted safety. He's, he's coming on, too. They're just young, and they're learning the system. But um, those guys need to come on and continue to get better and better and, you know, be able to feel, feel good about them giving quality snaps to get the starters off the field. Um, at the star position, that's kind of our nickel. Um, you got two new guys there as well. Remember Mark Hill McFarland last year was doing well at corner mm-hmm. and um, had some great scrimmages and then some kind of lower lower extremity injury cost him really a season. I think he played in little parts of three games and got a red shirt. So they moved him from corner to this star spot. I like that because that gives you some corner corner cover strengths there. They'll be covering on the slide a lot of times. And um, Mark Hill's a legit 195 pounds, so he's got the beef to play in the box too. And then um, Jay Jones is, is kind of a, a physical freak. He's about 6'1", 210. And they moved him from that backside. He was pushing Malik really hard last year for that starting spot, and then he got hurt. And it kind of cost him the back end of the season. But he was pushing Malik for that spot toward the middle of the season. And he gives you a really dynamic big body at that safety spot. So I'm really interested to see what those guys are going to do. It gives you those two big bodies down in the box. They're going to help us against the run. I think we're eighth in the Sun Belt against the run last year. I'd like to see that tighten up some. And um, with our defense, you know, Coach O'Brien likes to blitz everybody. He'll blitz his boundary corner. He'll blitz his safeties, his linebackers. Those two big guys down the box should be a good blitz threat. It's like sending a linebacker, you know. Yeah. So I'm excited about what they can do. They're just, you know, a lot of new moving parts. And, you know, with that, there's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to watch. But there are also probably going to be some bumps in the road at times. But, you know, that's part of it. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep my roster with the numbers next to it handy uh, during the game so I can just – you know, and before we get to the rest of this, let me just say, I don't know how you do it. Like, because when I go to practices, I it looks like chaos. I know it's not. There's people just running around everywhere. Um, I, there's a whistle that blows every now and then, and everybody knows where they're going. It's like an ant pile, and they just scatter, then they do stuff, then they're back. And you watch it with completely different eyes than I do. I think everybody's like, what'd you think? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, they've I, no, one time. I have no life, Jason. This, <laughs> it's, it's like coach Hall talks about. He didn't play golf or any of that stuff. I never, I'm, I don't golf. I don't fish. I was a gym rat. I love, even as a kid, I lived over by Shipley donuts as a kid when I was eight or nine years old. My jam was after school was to get on my bike and go to the stadium and watch Reggie Collier and uh, Ricky Floyd and, Clement Terrell and Bud Brown awesome. and you know I've been doing it I'm 56 now and still yeah. going out there it's just fun to do well he, yeah you do a fantastic job at it anybody that's out there I mean go to 24 7 sports man I mean Glenn's the, the absolute best in the business he's a buddy but I mean just listen to him you know he knows what in the world he's talking about and this is the kind of stuff that you get over there um but man uh depth to me looks to to be a strength this season is that possible um in the past few seasons it seems like we were good with the ones but um as injuries happened or the game went along the the depth might have hurt us a little bit but am i wrong about that is depth gonna kind of help us out this year it's it's definitely a plus and Mm -hmm. and mostly on the offensive side of the ball just a preemptive strike to start with defense is too deep everywhere and then we can get thin in some spots losing Armandus Cooley and Hobbes obviously up front. That thins you out a little bit there. But 
we're too deep everywhere. We need we obviously need to stay healthy on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, I told you at the beginning of the story, I mean, in, of our interview when uh, Coach got here, he had seven scholarship offensive linemen. Now he's got about 16. So right, they right. have the ability now for the first time since he's been here. He can run. He's got 10 guys he can trust to throw out there. And Coach Greg always had the philosophy he likes to to be able to roll out a second offensive line from time to time during the course of the game to rest his starters. Well, for the first time, they're going to be able to do that. I mean, they could roll five new guys out there, and it shouldn't be a problem. Um, so that's – in terms of depth, that's huge. Um, the wide receiver room um, – I mean, for myself, when Jason Brownlee left, I was thinking, man, we're, this is going to be tough, you know. And then you get out the screen, you start watching all these guys. You know, uh, Brandon Hayes is back from that knee injury. I mean, he was he's probably the fastest guy on the field. He's a 10, 700 meters guy in high school. They missed him big time last year. I mean, people ask me all the time who's going to be the breakout guy on offense. I mean, hands mm-hmm. down, it should be Brandon Hayes. He can take the top off the of defense. You can put him on the field with Caston and Mims. You got three guys that are gonna be tough to deal with, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Frog Jones; he can fly too. So, sure thing. Yep. And then you have um, you have Zay Franks. Zay. Um, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned him. Yeah, this is I mean, my guy. This is my guy that I'm just kind of like adopting because I got out to practice, man, and he just like he just so looks the part. And I remember um, coming out of uh, high school, out of McGee, how highly recruited he was, and his name is Zay. You know, and 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 I just I'm ready for this guy to just be awesome. So I mean, when is that going to happen? It Zay might be the most athletic, just a pure athlete in the wide receiver room. Um, I think his senior year they asked him to try the high jump. He goes out and wins the state in the high <laughs> jump. I mean, he jump out of the gym. He got here, and I guess maybe when you're a star like that at a, at a smaller school, you're mm-hmm. the dude. You don't have to maybe work as hard. And, and, he, and he got here, and I think he re- it took him a year or two to realize what it takes to be a D1 football player yeah. from the way everybody's good. Ac- academics. Yeah, everybody's as fast as you are. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then he's got guys like Jason Brownlee. And, you know, and to that point, Jason took him under his wing, you know, and, and said, you know, Jason's one of the hardest working dudes I ever saw out there. I mean, he, he's earned everything he's got. He's a straight dog. He works every day. And some of this has finally rubbed off, I think, on Zay. He's a much more mature guy. I think, you know, this is a year, you know, he's working behind Frog Jones over there uh, at the field, wide receiver spot. He's made, he's made a lot of plays consistently in, in, this, in the uh, fall camp. I think this is his year to actually really help this offense. And he's a dangerous guy. He's a dangerous cat at 6'2", probably 195 pounds. Right. Good deal. You know, talking about the the offensive line earlier, I mean, it, that's so encouraging to to what we've, you know, like you said, what we what Will Hall came into, and 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 behind that, obviously, is the running backs, and and so uh, hopefully they're going to benefit from 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 this uh, rest and depth, and talk a little bit about the the running back room, and um, it has to be one of the best in the Sun Belt. I just I don't see. Um, a room much better than than those guys and the emergence of a couple of new guys. Yeah, it's it's definitely the the best setup that, that Coach Hall's had since he's been here. Um, obviously we all know this this Frank Gore Jr. guy. He's done some things since he's been here. Yeah, so he's all right. Frank's the, Frank's the guy. Um, you know, to Frank's credit, he's probably put on 
17, 18 quality pounds since he walked on campus. He's a solid 194 now. He's he's a legit guy. I look for a huge season out of him. I think he was I think he was averaging around six yards a carry. Uh, and that was like second in the Sun Belt last year. You know, but behind an offensive line that was still trying to figure it out, that's pretty impressive. And um, obviously he's he's gonna be back. One of the biggest acquisitions during signing season was Coach Hall going to Memphis and picking up Drake Clark. Drake's from Starkville. Funny story is Drake was committed to us here at Southern Miss. Um, and then Will, a couple of weeks after uh, Drake got committed, turned up the heat on Drake and Drake dumps us and goes to Memphis. So obviously they have a relationship. So, you know, when Will gets here and Drake's ready to make a move, you know, that was a match made in heaven. But Drake gives us a, a legit running back, every down running back skill set. You can pair with Gore and two backs. They're going to run more two back this year because they have more running backs. Hmm. And, um, and he's a great change of pace. Um, he's not a burner. I mean, he's not the biggest guy in all. I'd say he's 5'9", probably 205 pounds. But he's he's a, he's a legit, you know, complete running back. I think you guys are going to enjoy watching him play football. And then um, I just think he's going to be really valuable. You, you don't have to kill Frank with – 25 to 30 touches every game. He's not going to have yep. to do that this year if we stay healthy. I think right. that'll be big for Frank as the season goes on. And then um, Kenyon Clay, um, six foot, probably 222 pounds, legit, you know, four or five guy. Just trying to figure it out. You know, he's a quarterback for most of his career. So being a running back is a completely, completely different world, especially at, at college. And um, I think he's starting to figure it out. Um, they're not a whole lot of – running backs with that size and that speed at the G5 level. Mm -hmm. That's uh, He could be – I don't know anybody in the Sun Belt that has that skill set. I don't remember hmm. any 225-pound backs like that could be what he could be. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, we know he can be a short yardage hammer. I want to see him develop into that every down kind of back. He's got great hands. He's, he's picked up and learned how to you know, pass pro and block. Um, Heck, he, he probably did most of his damage during camp catching balls out of the backfield. When, once he gets a ball out there, you know, corners and safeties, he just plows them. So, right. <laughs> um, and to that, expect expect the, this offense to throw to the, to the running backs a good bit more this year. That's been a, it's been a big feature of this offense. I love that. So I'm excited about those guys. And then I know you guys want to hit the, the super backs. I consider them running backs. Yeah. Well, well, um, and, and I mean, yeah, when they're, you know, you have so many weapons um, to, to to throw the ball to. I mean, and I try to remove myself from being a homer, you know, but I am. But I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at guys like Rambo and Pittman, two guys that I absolutely just fell in love with, um, you know, in the last two to three years. And they either had injuries or just fell down the depth chart. But, uh, you know, I, I these are just two absolute playmakers. The last scrimmage that I went to, Rambo was everywhere. He was returning punts for touchdowns. He was, uh, he was, he was, um, I think he was, he was running some super back. He was split out. He was a split in. He was a running back. And every time he got the ball, he made plays. And, you know, he might kind of be so far down the depth chart, we might not see a lot out of him. But talk about Rambo and Pittman just in general. I mean, what are these guys, what should we expect out of them production wise this year? And, 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 you know, will we, you know, get to see them play a lot? Well, just just by virtue of what Will's able to do now with his offense, with a little more experienced quarterback, 
He's not having to manage the quarterback through a game, which that's hard to do when the quarterback's running the show when you're having to manage a quarterback. Now he can send a play in and trust that his guy back there get do his his checks, you know, check down, uh, make decisions, get you get you out of uh, bad plays. Um, it's just it's just a different world, and now he's put more on the plate out there for the offense. The receivers you're talking about. You're seeing Rambo, you know, split out in the backfield. I mean, they're splitting, they're splitting our receivers out. You know, a lot of more, a lot more motions and um, movement. Um, that's going to be a feature this year. It's given, uh, it's given our defense fits during the summer, trying to keep up with that. I think he, um, he probably had motion close to 85 percent of his plays in the last scrimmage. That's that's tough on the defense trying to get a line when you're doing it right before the snap. But um. To Pittman, um, you know, a year and a half ago, he te- tears the ACL up. He just now in the spring was starting to get his – really got had his speed back and his his, uh, his burst. And he's, he's probably been one of the biggest bright spots on the offense during camp. He just – every every scrimmage, he's made huge plays. And he's and filled out too, right? Yeah, he's probably added some yeah. quality. Weight. Um, and it's not really been running. They're featuring the superbacks now more as receivers or in split backs and going out in routes. And that's mm-hmm. – linebackers have to pick those guys up. It's just not even close. You can't cover those guys with linebackers or even bigger safeties. And Pittman's been, you know, killing it as a receiver. So I'm excited about that new dimension of what he can do and what Rambo can do as, you know, as a receiver. And um, I think Rambo's our starting kickoff returner, so that'll be cool. He'll, oh, good. he'll be doing that. Love He's a special guy. teams demon, too. He's one of the most valuable guys on special teams. He'll be your gunner going down on punts. But um, I'm just excited about all the new stuff we're going to kind of feature this year offensively. I think it's the first year Will can actually go into a game and, and shoot all his bullets, per se. Right. I mean, in talking <clears throat> offense still, I mean, we, we haven't even talked about Cavallo and the tight end. So, um, I mean, I know that he's obviously a leader on that side of the ball and, and – um, yeah, talk a little bit about him and and kind of what's behind him. And and that in the Reed kid, huh? I keep hearing about him. Yeah, that's that was a steal right there um, on the recruiting trail. Um, we talked about on the offensive side of the ball, we're deep at every offensive position except probably tight end. Um, Cavallo is the the elder statesman. Um, I'm happy for him because he's actually probably going to get a lot of targets this year. Both Wiles and um, and Edwards have the ability of shown through scrimmages to um, go through their progression, you know, read one, read two, and, and then the ability to find your check downs to extend plays. And generally your check downs, a lot of instances are going to be your running backs or your tight ends. So Kabbalah's gotten a, has been kind of a, a nice security blanket for our quarterbacks. He's gotten a, he's been featured quite a bit and he's been, you know, pro- featured as a primary receiver on many occasions. So he's, he should have a big season. Um, the thing is, we uh, will like to run a lot of two tight end sets. So obviously, we're going to need another tight end, and that's where mm-hmm. Avery White's really—he's really come on. He came here as a linebacker. Um, East Central High School, baby. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> here we shattered go. His, shattered his ankle, maybe not as fast as he used to be. So they tried him at tight end, and it, it's taken him a good year to kind of figure it out um, and to kind of get get his body right. I think he's got a little more dedicated in terms of putting on quality, mass, and strength. He's had a great camp as the number two behind Cole. Just a tough, raw bone kid. And he's surprisingly catch a ball every now and then and do some damage that way. But 
you know, he's been very good in the run game blocking. And then um, here's maybe one of the steals of that recruiting class at 23 class. Um, Reed was a, uh, Justin Reed was a, originally a commit to Georgia Tech. <clears throat> also a big basketball star in that area in Georgia. And, um, and then they had a coaching change. Things fell off. He became available again. We picked him up very late. He's six foot six, probably about 235 pounds and can run. He's a, he's a, he's a P5 tight end all the way. So that was a steal. And as a true freshman, he's shown he belongs. So he's more than held his own blocking in. He's a, at six six. He's a dangerous receiving weapon. So I'm excited about his future and he will definitely help us starting game one. So. Awesome. Okay. We've talked a lot about stuff that I'm super confident in. I think we all are. Um, kicking game. You might have to talk me off a ledge here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, I've only been to a couple of practices, but well, first of all, we lost a lot, right? Um, we lost Mason. We lost Briggs. You know, yeah. I, I, I I'm I'm not incredibly confident just just from what I've seen so far. Uh, you've seen more, so tell me that I'm wrong, uh, or tell me that you think that I will be wrong at some point. I'm inclined to agree with you on on a certain level. I mean, I have my concerns as well. When you're you're replacing the guy in Bourgeois, you kicked it into the end zone most of the time and doubled as a field goal kicker who only missed what one field goal all season. Yeah, it was insane. So yeah, that's that's tough shoes to fill. And he had a he had a 57 in kind of leg, big leg. Um, Stein has sat here and bided his time. He's extremely accurate. Has been through camp. I'd say you can count on him on a on a good day where the weather's not an issue. 47 in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to be fine there. Um, okay. In terms of a kickoff specialist, they got a young kid from. Um, Metairie Country Day up out of New Orleans area. Connor Gibbs um, has a huge leg. Maybe needs to work on his accuracy a little bit, but kicking the ball inside the five and into the end zone has been no issue for him. That'll take some pressure off of Stein. He can save his leg, just concentrate on field goals. And at, at punter, um, yeah, Mason's you know going to be hard to replace. It's going to be um, Bryce Lofton out of Colin. Bryce is a big old kid, about 6'3", 215. Um, it has got a big leg. I just want to see him be more consistent with it. I want to see what he's going to do when the lights come on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had to break in a new snapper, so that's kind of been an ordeal. They got a guy from uh, Troy, uh, Brandon Milliron, who's come in and he's won the job. So that's been a process as well. I think he's going to do the snap for punts as well as PAT and field goal. Um, something to watch, watch Lofton on that I've seen that I think is going to be a weapon for him. When you're doing the pooch punt or trying to kill it inside the 15 or the 10, he has a natural ability to kick that reverse rotation kind of. Right. Uh, it just wedges up. I think I think that's going to be a nice weapon for us, you know, burying the ball inside the 10. I'm curious to see how that plays out. It's just really got a knack for it. And I guess in golf, we'd say he had a good short game. Yeah. But uh, that'll be a weapon for him. But, yeah, two, two punting. Yeah, I mean, Bryce has, he has things to prove. And um, I've seen him do it. Um, I just, like I said, I want to see the consistency and when the lights come on, I mean, let's see, let's see who you are. You know what I mean? I like it. And hopefully we're not punting a lot. 
<laughs> right. Let's just not punt. All At least year. not as much as last year. <laughs> no That's punts. right. At least not as much. Um, looking ahead, obviously, uh, with Alcorn coming in this weekend, um, what do you kind of know about them? Um, not a, obviously, not a, not a ton to glean about the, the children of the corn out there. There's not a lot of literature out there. I do know. Yeah, the, they're, the running back, and then yeah, my man Malachi Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relation. Um, yeah, it's my cousin. The quarterback uh, from okay. Latech Allen. Um, we're familiar with him. He'll be their guy. He uh, pretty solid guy. Um, but probably hit it sixty-two percent last year. Ended up starting eight games through the course of the season. Um, not a not a big running weapon. Um, smaller guy. I think he's about six one, two hundred five. Um, and like you said, you know the running back. He's legit, but. I want to see what they're going to be able to do against our defensive line. They lost a few guys up front to graduation. They have they have two guys back that are all SWAT selections, so they should be solid. Um, defensively, they lost their um, lost one of their leading tacklers and their middle linebacker. Um, if I can just if I can recall, I think they're going to be maybe perhaps a little light up front. I'm curious to see what that's going to play out. You know, play you know against our mm-hmm. line probably three twenty three twenty five across. Right. That could be interesting. And and I'm imagining Coach Hall's not going to want to show a ton. So if we can run the football, you're probably going to see a whole lot of that. I love it. Heck, actually, if we could see like a replay of when Coach Hall and Tulane just beat our ass in the rock by just running like a dive the entire game, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun with me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'd like to, you know – Let's be honest. We, we expect to win this game and win it big. If we don't, we'll all be disappointed. I will anyway, just to shoot you straight. I'd like to see this be a game where you get an opportunity to play multiple quarterbacks, you know, multiple players at different spots. Is that disrespectful? I don't think so. I think it's just my truth and reality. I mean, that's what I am hoping to see, to, you know, to be able to, to be able to play some guys, you know, and have, right. have the lead to be able to do so. And, and earlier we we talked about the depth chart, the two deep kind of being released is is there today. And um, anything out there that surprised you on that, or anything that kind of stood out, or is it all pretty? No, everything is pretty much in line with the way it's played out through through the camp, you know. So yeah, it's 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 as I expected. All right, Glenn, 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 Glenn. <clears throat> it's a uh, quick hitters time. Um, we're going to have you with a bunch of questions just in a row. I'll go first. Pilo will go second. Do your best. Uh, more, more likely this year, eight wins or three different starting quarterbacks. I will go with eight wins. I like it. <clears throat> uh, recruiting year over year, which class has been the best? Will Hall class, right? Okay, Jason. Will Hall. Yeah, that's 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 pretty easy. That 2022 class where he just killed it in the portal mm-hmm. had a roster that was, I mean, it was bad. And he totally flipped the script with all those great portal ads, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I think of our our uh, two deep, 22 guys, 10 of those guys in that two deep are, are portal guys. So he flipped the script on that side of the ball that year in the portal. And he picked up time guys like Tom Mims, Kenyon Clay, Will Saxton, Kyron right. Barnes. He's going to be a starting tackle as a sophomore. That was a great class. 
No doubt. Um, leading tackler at the end of the season will be you go Jay Stanley. Nice. I'll take it. Uh, over under nine and a half rushing touchdowns for Frank Gore. Yeah, I'm going over on that. Love it. My man. Uh, best interview on the team, player and coach. Hmm. Start with coaches. Um, I always enjoy interviewing the D-line coach, Brandon Lacey. Um, generally, when I get through with him, I want to run through something or hit somebody. <laughs> um, the other one that's one of my favorites, who also gets me fired up, he's just like – he reminds me of one of my coaches I grew up with, um, Sam Gregg, the O-line coach. You just sit there and talk ball with the guy. I think I could sit with him all day and just talk football. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, he's a man's man, good conversation. In terms of the players um, – Y'all already know Jake Lane is an He's insane the best. interview. I yeah. mean, that guy love Jake. That guy can maybe maybe do stand up comedy one day if he wanted to. He's sharp, man, sharp. Um, I always enjoy my conversations with the Bryson Mays, the starting left tackle. He's been the mm-hmm. center. He's been the guard. He's been a tackle. Well versed, knows the game. If I have a question about a certain play, I mean, he can break it down for me. Really sharp guy. I think he's planning on being a coach one day. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the college game one day coaching. Um, obviously, Frank Gore is an awesome interview. Um, the electric smile, just like Coach says, he just it's true. I mean, just lights up a room. So, um, let's see. That's great. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, Swayze Bozeman's a great interview. Love it. Uh, 2023 is a successful season if. Hmm. I could be a two-parter. Number one, go bowling again. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, some people get mad about it. Some people agree. Seven wins in a ball game to me is a successful season. I think, uh, not to poo-poo this season, but I think next year, you know, Troy and, and uh, South Alabama lose a ton. I think we're, the you know, odds on favorite for the West. This year, seven wins, um, being the mix for the West Championship and a ball game, I'm happy with that. You can, yeah. you can build on that. Yeah, I'd love it if the Troy game meant a lot. Yeah, I was talking to a guy today. I'd say I'd love that Troy game to be the seventh or eighth win possibility for us at home on the last game against those guys. That would be right. electric. Yep. So the so the follow-up to the successful season is uh, 2023 is a disappointment if. We aren't bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would. That would that would be horrible. That would be that you just you know don't we we're not going to do a show for like a month. That happens, people. <laughs> yeah, for real. Need a vacation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so you know we we said before, um, if you wanted to, uh, Pilo's got all all of our our Sun Belt teams uh, scheduled out somewhere that I can't find because I don't know how to work a computer. But uh, Pilo, we're gonna do a pick them every <laughs> single week. We have our guest pick them here. Yeah. Um, after this, we are gonna we do have a couple questions from Twitter <clears throat> that we're gonna get to. But let's go ahead and do this and uh, do those questions from Twitter and get Glenn out of here. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So uh, take it away. I've kept him long enough. Um, so obviously this is a new segment. This is a pick them. Uh, so what we're gonna do is uh, every week, uh, Jason and I and the guest. 
um, whoever that is, will kind of run through the Sunbelt games. Uh, so everybody the Sunbelt faces uh, that week. And um, so we'll go ahead and get started on that. And so it looks like Sunbelt kicks off on the 31st, which I think is Thursday. Uh, we have Rhode Island at Georgia State. How are we going here? Am I going first? Yeah, Jason, Glenn, and then I'll go last. Okay, who is it? <laughs> Rhode Island at Georgia State. Uh, I'll take um, I'll take Georgia State. Okay, I, I as well will take Georgia State, and uh, their quarterback Granger will go off in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I'm picking after Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> screwed was, myself there. That was strategic. I'll um, go first. Let's see. Uh Arkansas State at Oklahoma, 11 a.m. Who'd you take? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go obviously George State. He's gonna board. win. He's got the pencil. He's gonna win. That's the thing. <laughs> okay, what's this one? Oh, okay. Uh 11 a.m. Arkansas State at Oklahoma in Norman. Oh, well, Oklahoma. Since we're not yeah. doing point spreads or anything. Yeah, no if spreads. If there's a point spread involved, it's like a 30 up. point deal, then maybe I would go the other way, but obviously, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's Oklahoma. Boomer sooner. Yep. Same for me. Uh Gardner Webb at App State. App, App State, State opens at home. Yep. The little rock. Yeah. App will do it. That's right. I'm gonna go with them as well. I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna change it up here at one point. Uh, the Citadel is visiting Georgia Southern. Ooh, I don't know anything about either one, so I'll go the Citadel. I'm gonna go Georgia Southern, airing it out, man. Roll, roll in the passing game. Um, I'll just to keep it different. I'll go. I'll go Georgia Southern as well. Hmm. So I'm the only one that's different so far. Like my yeah. chances. Okay. Let's let's roll. Uh Bucknell at James Madison. Uh James Madison in a landslide. Yeah, I got Dukes as well. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna be close at all. Um, here we go. Albany at Marshall. Marshall in another landslide. Yeah. The, the thundering herd. I wasn't aware that Albany had a had a football team in Dorian. Yeah, I so. I that I don't even know. I've never heard of them. Um it's the capital of New York. Oh, cool. I think, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yes. Need to ask my second grader. <laughs> We're gonna skip the Southern Miss game. We'll do that last. Uh, <laughs> Texas State at Baylor. That's huh. interesting. You know what? Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Texas State. I'm gonna go Baylor, but I think it might be interesting for three quarters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Texas State too. I like that. Ooh. Uh, Glenn's gonna uh, annihilate us. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, it's almost like he does it for a living or something. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> uh, next is Stephen F. Austin is visiting Troy. Troy, defense too much. Troy will roll. Are their offense going to be any better? They were awful to watch last year, but that yeah. defense was good. They're going to throw it around a little more this year, supposedly. Um, Army is visiting ULM on the NFL Network. Oh, well, that's Army and the triple option. It's just going to, I don't know. I mean, Monroe may not get a possession. That's how long they're going to have the ball. (laughs) I will take the Black Knights of the Hudson there. 
Love it. I will do the same. Uh, here we go. This one's interesting. South Alabama at Tulane. ESPNU. Oh, seven my God. I got to pick one of these teams? I know. I don't like either one of them. It's just like, what word do I want to come out of my mouth less? <laughs> um, I'm going to go Tulane because I hope that Tulane is undefeated. I hope that Tulane's 2-0 and coming into the Rock. So I'll go Tulane. Oh, man. I, I hate to do it, but I'm, uh, I'm taking the jazz. Oh, no. This threw up a little Well, as as I remember the pick I'm going and Shane never picking Middle Tennessee and his disdain for Middle <laughs> Tennessee and Murfreesboro, that's for you, Shane. Uh, I will never, ever pick South Alabama in anything. <laughs> so they can go take a hike. Um, so, yeah, I pick um, Tulane for sure. Next up is Old Dominion is visiting Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia, well, I mean, it's gonna be. I think it'd be closer than, than at, at first glance, but that's where the spread comes in. But Virginia Tech uh, is gonna win this game. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Hokies in the coolest intro in all of college football. Ooh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'll make a clean sweep there. Um, next, Northwestern State at Louisiana. Parentheses Lafayette. Oh, uh, you la la. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. As much as I don't want to pick them, I will. Um, and last one, uh, outside of Southern Miss, uh, Coastal Carolina visits UCLA for a nine thirty p.m. kick. Pasadena. I mean, Grayson McCall's he's back, right? He tried to leave, and he was like, "Never mind," and he came back. I don't know. It's, it's just like his twelfth year. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I don't know how that's gonna how that would go down if I was a, a coastal fan, but at the end of the day, he's really good. Um, and this is in California. Yeah. Yes, I'll go UCLA. Okay. Yeah, I'll take UCLA as well. I'm gonna go coastal. Mm. Shot to clear. Good old beach chickens. Um. Let's see. And the marquee game in the Sun Belt this week, Alcorn at Southern Miss. Yeah, I'm going Southern Miss. <laughs> yeah, I'll be taking the Golden Eagles. To the top. Love to the it. Top. Love All right, it, Glenn. Thanks this... for uh, humoring us on, on that thing. And Pilo's got a little spreadsheet filled out and all that. So, yep. hopefully. Um, what's, what's the winner get, guys? Well, wow. that's another, that's another part. That's I do something. I do have in this intro that I did not read uh, that we are obviously going to keep up with this all season long, uh, and there will be some sort of prize slash punishment at the end of the season for the winner really? between you and you and I, Jason. I don't know what that's going to look like yet. Maybe I'll have how we go through the whole process, and then you let me know. There's there's you know, <laughs> at least I didn't say there's any money involved. I just there's going to be some some sort good because I don't have any of that. That's, that's like of, I have to wear a South yeah. Alabama shirt to. Oh, I'm not doing. I'm not doing. I'm not. I won't. I'm not wearing South Alabama nothing. <laughs> well, I'm not either. Because I'm not going to lose. So. I'll go part of the face. I'll go ball to the nuts. I ain't going like South Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you heard anyway. that. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, now I did that. Right in hmm. King's ransom. There we go. Liquor is and the liquor is. This is going to be the most exciting segment. Of- All right. Here's the deal. 
we're going to do this last two questions for Glenn and get him the hell out of here because this has gone off the rails. <laughs> Glenn, a uh, question from Twitter. Uh, at Cloverleaf Mall asks, and this is, look, you might not know about this. I know you've been around for a while. And there's a conspiracy theory involved in this next question. You can feel free to pass. But Cloverleaf Mall writes, uh, who really killed Nugget 2 in 1992? And why did they redact all that information in the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Report? Who are they protecting? It's been 30 years. We need answers. A question that can only be brought to you by Cloverleaf Mall. Yeah, Again, possibly the best follow on Twitter. Yeah, I've been around long enough to know when Cloverleaf Mall was cool. So <laughs> I know well of Cloverleaf Mall. Um, I would have to say that, that in all honesty, no joking, and it kind of pisses me off, really. I think we were to blame on that one. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Well said. And the last one, at Bleacher Buzzard says uh where are the facility renderings of course he's talking about we've been raising all this money we got this penny thing going with the with the with the city of hattiesburg with the half a cent going to the parks and recreation half the cent going to Reed green coliseum i want to say we're in, we're in year three of that maybe year four of that do you have any any insight into into where we sit uh with any of that facility rendering um just I have no facts, just what I tell our guys on the board, and it's just a gut feeling. Um, for me, the, the capital campaign has been such a huge undertaking, and they're getting quasi close to completing it. Great success. I don't think that Jeremy probably wants to step on any toes until you know he wants that to be completed, and then he probably will roll some things out and 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 maybe ask for you know, some money in that regard, but, but I think they'll let the capital campaign finish first. Just my gut. Nice. Well, dude. It. Yeah. And so go ahead real quick and plug uh 24 seven sports. Um, I know a little bit about it. I'm a member. I've uh, been a member for, for years. Um, and it's not expensive. Uh, it's, I can't remember what I pay. It just comes off <laughs> the same exact time. I think every month, but, but get, get, get everyone uh, caught up on, on how they can sign up for that. All of this stuff that you heard Glenn talk about tonight, this is every, this, you know, the way that I get content for the show, a lot of times I read what Glenn did. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll do some of that on the show. So he's the best. Uh, get everybody, uh, t- tell, tell everybody how they can sign up for, for your uh, message board. Yeah. I mean, for starters, it's uh, goldeneaglepride.com. You can go there and, and see how to join. Um, right now, it is for a year. That's probably one of the best deals. It's I think it comes out to be like $6.72 a month for the year on an annual membership. Then if you want to do it monthly, it's it's $9.33 a month if you just want to do it annually. Also, just, you know, if you want to check it out and see if it's legit, see if it's for you. Um, you can join for one month. You get a whole month of football for one dollar, and then if you don't like it, you can cancel. You can go. Um, just to tell you what you'll get there. Um, I'm at practice every week. At practice, I break down. I break down the practices every day. Uh, get interviews with coaches and players. 
get perspectives on uh, who we're playing. Uh, do the same thing for um, basketball and baseball. Um, so, you know, we're rolling Southern Miss, you know, 247 high for Pope. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, and I mean it, dude. You, you guys you guys are the best. Um, and and I, I really appreciate you coming on. Pilo, you got anything else for Glenn before we turn him loose? Well, I, I was told uh, by, by somebody who you would know once I say this to uh, mention a Fig Newton. <laughs> does, that mean, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, it does. It really okay. does. Okay. He's, he's a good dude, you know, near and dear to my heart. Gotcha. Well, very nice. That's all I, I feel, got. I feel like a that total outsider on that one. I mean, I'm right <laughs> here. Thanks Don't include for me you. at yeah, all. That, that was born in the that was born in the baseball <laughs> press box probably seven, five to seven years ago, and it still yep. carries on today. So and guys, thanks for having me on, man. It was great. I enjoyed it. No, thank you. Yeah, you absolutely crushed it, Glenn. Appreciate it. You can go ahead and shut that laptop down, man, and we'll continue on and button up the ending of this thing. All right, guys. Take care. All right, buddy. Thanks, there he goes. Okay. Well, you know, you got some guys who slam the laptop down. Yeah. You got some that look around for a while. You got like me, um, you know, but, but, but look, and I said it a minute ago that he's the best, but I mean, he's, he's the best, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, that's, that's the kind of info that you get when you go to sign up for, for 24 seven sports there at golden Eagle pride, uh.com. I've been around so long. It's, it's, I think this is like the third incarnation of the golden Eagle pride site, but now on the 24 seven thing, it's, it's really well put together. So yeah, go check them out and go sign up. Um, So man, big game this weekend. Yep. And I know Can't that you're a year. you're a you're a weather fanatic. Yeah. You've got the you've got the the better apps on your phone than I do. I just have the Weather Channel thing, which you hate. Uh, um, so it, I think it's Weather Report time. It with is Pilo. So what, what's the weather looking like for this week? Reporting weekend? live. I mean, as if any really, if you really don't follow it, you kind of have to speak to all audiences here because you have those people who. Uh, you know, we'll have like severe weather and a tornado and they're like, oh, I didn't even know it's supposed to rain today. You have those kind of people. And then you have like the people that have known about this coming for weeks. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of that's me. Like I'm already worried about it a week ahead. Uh, but obviously we do have a hurricane out there. I don't think we're going to get much, but it is going to be rainy uh, probably Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, that should move out of here by then. Um, and but we, we are definitely experiencing a pattern change. So. Um, obviously we had rain today, rain yesterday. Um, it's supposed to feel a lot cooler, uh, on Wednesday this week and into Thursday. Uh, unfortunately by Saturday, it does heat up just a little bit, but I, I'm kind of showing a high around 91. Um, that would be ideal. Another, I mean, we've been looking at 107, 107, yeah, another, 107, 105, 104, 107. Yeah. It's not going to be that I can guarantee you. Uh, and another app I have has a high of 88. So, um, you're talking maybe not even in the 90s. Man, to sit in the peaks right there. Uh, like a low 70s, um, around 71, 72 degrees. There's a there's a small little potential. We might have a little afternoon thing uh, while we're tailgating. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. Um, maybe just a, a little sprinkle. So if it does happen, you're like, man, Pilo knows what you're talking about. Uh, if it doesn't, well, yeah, they're wrong too. So, um, but yeah, that, that's it. I, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be perfect weather. Uh, I'm glad we have gotten out of this pattern. Uh, or we are getting out of this pattern in the next uh, 48 hours. 
um because i was really worried and i was like well, there's gonna be 12 people at the rock because everybody's gonna be like i'm not going um because of the heat or you know it's one thing or the other but i think we're gonna be great so good no it's it's, it's absolutely it's fantastic news um if yeah, yeah if if it was going to be a hundred and something degrees i was still gonna be there obviously but i was gonna be there I'll, i was gonna tailgate a lot later i can tell you yeah. that i was yeah. gonna be out there for like nine hours um but 91, that's damn near jacket weather. I know. I may have, have to have a long had. So anyway, um, a couple more things before we shut it down. The tweet of the week, something that we are bringing back. Yeah. Uh, I made an executive decision today. There's a couple that I looked at, but um, but I decided on this one. Our good buddy, uh, Attack Eagles. You can follow him at Eagles underscore Attack. He did one of these last year and he did one again this year. So go follow him and, 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 and watch uh, this tweet that he made, but it's a video. And, and to describe the video, he says, y'all ready for some Southern Miss football? Well, it's officially game week. Let's go. Hashtag SMTTT. And he attached a video with music uh, that he put in there and lots of highlights from last season. I think maybe the last couple of seasons It's very well done. He spends a lot of time on it, way more time than I would. Um, and I thought it was worthy of this week's uh, tweet of the week. Yeah. So cheers, Eagles attack. Uh, well done and keep them coming. And in other sports news, uh, the Golden Eagles women's soccer team was in action. They've been in action all month. Actually, we're going to get you caught up on the scores that they've had so far. Uh, they started off with an exhibition versus Pearl River Community College. Won that game eight to nothing on August the 4th. Then they had a game against Jackson State, won that one three to two. Then they lost to Southeastern Louisiana, Ole Miss, and LSU back to back to back, um, starting on August the 13th there. But then came back and beat Mississippi Valley State 2 to 1 on August the 26th. Next up for the Lady Eagles and soccer is a game versus Northwestern State in Hattiesburg on August the 31st, which is Thursday, Pilo. Yes, I believe so. Okay. So uh, Northwestern State uh, on August 31st at 4 p.m. out at the soccer complex. And then we head on the road to Georgia. So we'll be taking on the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens on September 3rd at 1 p.m. Quite the tough schedule to start off with the Golden Eagles. Uh, women's volleyball started off with a, with a tough schedule as well. They've lost their first three games or first three matches, but they played number 23 rice lost in three sets to one. They played number 19 Houston lost three sets to one. And they played Southern Cal and they lost three sets to zero. So hopefully they can just turn it around. That would be like us starting off with three ranked football teams. Right. And yeah. you know, we, we might be a little We're bit further. There. Yeah. So, so the anyway, um, it, it was a tough, a tough start to the schedule, but it's nice to see that they are getting out there and doing that kind of thing. Um, a couple other news of note. Um, let me mention earlier, Jason Brownlee made the New York Jets 53 man roster. Awesome for Jason. Um, the musical act before the all corn game in Spirit Park is going to be Chapel Heart. Yeah, remember them from um, uh, what is it? America's Got Talent or American Idol? One of the America's Got Talent. America's got talent. Okay. Yep. yep. So and they're from Mississippi. They've 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 been, I think they've toured like worldwide since then. So it's really cool to get those ladies uh on the skate on the stage over there at Spirit Park. 
there are open tryouts for a spot on the 2023-2024 Lady Eagle basketball team. Uh, they are going to be Wednesday, September 6th at Reed Green Coliseum. If you want to try out for that, or know anybody that wants to try out for the Lady Eagle basketball team, you can contact Jack Trosper. That's jack.trosper at usm.edu uh, for more information. And the last thing I have of note here is that the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, the AA affiliate of the, of the New York Mets, announced that Right-handed pitcher Tyler Stewart has been named the Eastern League Pitcher of the Week for August the 21st through the 27th. This guy is just has 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 had like a meteoric rise um, through the minor leagues since he has got since he got drafted. At one point, he was leading all of minor league baseball in ERA. I don't know if that's still going on, but yeah. he's still kicking ass. <laughs> so, um, hopefully, before long, we'll see Tyler playing for the Mets. Shout outs. Yeah. What you got, Pilo? Are you ready? I'm just going to read yours. Those are oh. all good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Glenn, I mean, just incredible. Um, uh, it makes me I think at times, you know, I follow the Golden Eagles for almost 20 years now. And um, I thought I he knew so much football. More. It's just yeah. like another level. I feel like I, <laughs> I just learned the game yesterday. So um, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, I, I appreciate him coming on and and letting us kind of fire questions at him all night. So that was that was awesome. Um, I had another one, but it has escaped me. So I'm just going to pass it back to you. Oh yeah, I I, I did have uh, uh, our good friend Jason Baker. Um, he. We tweeted out that picture at Fourth Street when we went to lunch the other day. I think you you were talking to him and invited him to lunch, and uh, it was great to catch up with him. And that dude's got story after story after story of oh, USA so and travel, and I can just listen to him talk all the time. So um, appreciate uh, everything he does for Southern Miss, and uh, looking forward to another year. No doubt. So I'm going to give a shout out. One more shout out to Bob Barker. Yep, he is the best. Um, best. Best, uh, your favorite game on uh, Ooh, Price favorite is right. game on yeah, Price is right? right? Yeah, let's do it. So, I've got a few or top three. Mind. Let's do three. Let's do three. Okay, top three. here we go. So, so we didn't prepare this. I think so. my favorite now, this is off the cuff. Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but it, okay. it was the um. Because the little mountain climber guy, like, oh, yodi, yodi, oh, oh, it's the best, yodi, yodi, yes, yes, that one. Okay, that, that's, that's, that's up there. Yep, I think it was and called Cliffhanger. So I might go, okay, Cliffhanger. So yep. I'm, I'm gonna go three on Cliffhanger. Okay, number two, I'm gonna go the putting game. Okay, where Bob always like handed the mic, yeah, over the to the consistent, yeah. I think, or maybe one of the Barker's beauties and, and made the putt. Um, and my number one is going to be Plinko. Yeah. I think you, I've, I've always wanted to do Plinko. I don't even care if I win anything. I want to get up there. I want to drop that damn thing down, that disc down, and yeah. see it bounce around. Between the N and the K, I scream at the TV every single time I watch. It's like <laughs> there's that one spot where if you do it right there, it goes in every time. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, three is like the grocery game. I think that's what it was called, like where they had like you had to name the price and then you win like a little prize. No, and then it was the little, was it with the grocery bags. That they yeah, and then they would okay, come okay, over okay. the top. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. Yep. 
Uh, of course, I love the golf. The golf was holding one or two. Um, and I always thought it was just, you know, you miss it, then they'd flip it around or two. Um, so it was always that. Yeah. Um, you can't, you gotta, you gotta mention the wheel. It's not really a game, but I mean, everybody did it. Um, and just that iconic oh, sound thing, right? Of the wheel. You mm-hmm. And then I love the one that was punch where they had to punch the little hole and pull out the little, little, I remember that. It was, it, it, was, it was a, uh, yeah, I think it was like a half of a car. And then another half of a car. If you got like the half of the, oh, was well, the one where you have all the holes. I do like yeah. that one. Yeah, this yeah, one had oh, all the holes, and you had to punch, about. and you get like five. Right, and that one was cool. But yeah, I love the build the car. The where they roll the dice. I think that was where they rolled the dice. Oh, right? Okay, it's anyway, the best. Man, prices right. It's the best. And you know, to his credit, Drew Carey's done a great job. He really has. I, I mean, like, it's one of those deals, like, whoever takes over for Pat Sajak, who's taking over? I know he's It's retiring. Ron Seacrest. Okay, Seacrest will be fine. Yeah. But he's still, he's, gonna, he's, he's, he's literally going to, right? yeah, he's going to uh, sign off Seacrest out at the end of every, <laughs> at the end of every Wheel of Fortune. All right, uh, back to my shout outs. Yes. Uh, so, along with Bob Barker. Um, I talked to our good friend Heath Hinton this week. Uh, Heath, yeah. he calls me from time to time. Heath is uh, he's he's part of another um, great message board, Big Gold Nation, um, yep. another great source of info for for Southern Miss content. Um, just called me last week, man. We had a great convo. Uh, good dude. Um, you mentioned Bake, uh, so it's great to see Bake last week. Uh, the band Switchfoot. I did yeah. not go to this concert last night, but I love it when things come to Hattiesburg that people normally don't think would come to Hattiesburg. So Switchfoot, band from the 90s, they're they're redoing their their best album. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, everybody Reagan went songs. to it. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a couple of videos from the concert. The guy walked around, like the lead singer walked around the whole singer. Reagan was sitting up top and he's got a video of this guy like up in the upper deck. Like with the what? microphone, still singing the song. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Um, and he kept saying, "Like, thank you, Hattiesburg." And anyway, um, it, it was just cool for for Switchfoot to to do that. And when you look at their tour list, you know, I mean, there are some mid level towns like Huntsville and stuff like that, but there's also you know Chicago and uh, you know bigger cities as well. So to see Hattiesburg yeah. on that list is always cool. And they sold it out, right? The Hattiesburg the, the, the Hattiesburg Singer Theater was sold out for it, so. If you want to have cool things and nice things, you know, when people come, you got to show up and, and, and Hattiesburg did. So yeah, very cool. Uh, and the last shout out I wanted to give uh, our good friend, Marchant, who has his own podcast. He's killing it by the way, his interview this week, I think is with the one and only John Cox. Yep. Um, anyone, anywhere, anytime with Marchant. Um, he, he, if anybody knows this story, he, he was kind of brought up uh, in, in a boy's home. And so there is a, a golf tournament It's the 35th annual boys hope girls hope tournament at Boshin country club in Mandeville, Louisiana. Very cool course. Um, all of the proceeds go to the charity. Uh, you can sign up for that tournament. It's coming up pretty soon. I forgot. I didn't put the date on here, but it, I think it's, it's coming the up 21st, maybe 21st, 26th, somewhere around there. Anyway, somewhere around there. you can go and you can sign up for, you can sign up for the tournament or just straight up donate. Uh, B H G H N O L A dot org. That's B H G H N O L A dot org. Or you can just call five Oh four. 
484-784-7744 and get all the information that you can. Um, it's, it's a, it's something that's obviously near and dear to Marshant's heart. Yeah. Uh, and he's a buddy, you know, he's one of the, the best golden Eagles to ever wear the uniform. So um, wanted to give a second shout out for that tournament. If you live in Louisiana or if you just play a lot of golf and you want to take off that day, uh, that's a Thursday, I think. Yep. Go play some golf and, you know, give to uh give to the foundation. It's really cool. Um, if you don't have anything else, man, I guess we'll just go ahead and shut her down. Yep. Uh, this, this episode was brought to you by our good friends at four street bar and grill, where they are famous for installing and servicing hangovers. I've done that many a time. Go see our good friends over at fourth street bar today. Uh, thanks for listening in whatever day you might've listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J. Bailey and Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us on all social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama. USC or Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi puts you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi put you all to shame I could play for North Carolina Ohio State or LSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one 
Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 